Welcome back to the Single Girls Guide to the Galaxy. We are floating through the universe, figuring things out, two single ladies in Melbourne in our early 30s. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still not okay with saying it. Sorry. (laughs) See, I'm comfortable at 30, but once we're creeping into like the mid-30s, which we're not, but once we are. I know. I just, I mean, this will be an entire app, but dealing with your age... I just, I'm, I'm still not there. But anyway. I mean, 30 is a rough one and you're freshly 30, so. I'm so fresh. I'm so fresh. <laughs> fresh and so clean, clean. Um, okay, guys. I'm handing over the reins tonight to E. She's in charge. She's driving the ship. All right, guys. Are you ready for this? You and me, let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that make me. Let's talk about sex. Yes. Okay. Well, that sounded like some shitty remix, so surely that's not copywriting. Okay. So after much cajoling and not nearly enough Riesling, we are going to talk about sex. We're not nearly drunk enough to do this, but e, you yeah. start chatting, I'm going to start sculling my wine. Okay. Yeah, she's going for it. Okay. So obviously people have sex. I'm actually sculling. <laughs> Um, all right, let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Birds okay. do it, bees do it, educated fleas do it. Is that, is that how it goes? Okay. That's a thing. I'm, okay, yeah. I'm going to find where that comes from, but that's a thing. All right. What age do you think, on average, that girls in Australia lose their virginity? Ooh, what is this? When is this? Okay, so on? it's actually... Statistics are super annoying. So 2012 is when most of the statistics, and I think things have changed a lot since 2012. Some of my statistics are from 2018, and I think that they will be coming into the market, but most of my stats are from 2012. All right, so 2012, I'm just thinking where I was in my life. 2012, I was 23. I was moving overseas. I was having my quote-unquote slutty years, um, had ended my first serious relationship, um, which was a big part of my reason for moving overseas. So um, just thinking about, like, my life experience up till then, mm-hmm. in 20... Look, I always felt like I was a late bloomer sex-wise. So I'm going to say, like, the average age is, what, maybe, like, 20? No. The average age in Australia for... Girls losing their virginity is 17. Well, then I was very much a late bloomer. I was also a late bloomer, but, I mean, I was 19. I was so, 21. Yeah. Um, so both pretty late, but we, we've talked about growing up in the country. Like, I just think that when we were growing up, we'd known these boys since we were in primary school running around the paddock. Yeah. Like, who are we having sex with that you've seen in kindy? Like, I mean, I feel like that was our experience, but I also had the feeling that there were a lot of girls that we were going to school with or that we knew of yeah. who were having sex a they lot younger. definitely were, but our friendship group, if you yeah. averaged our friendship group, I reckon our average age was 18 to 19. Yeah, I think our, our friendship group, though, I think was a little bit different for a standard country yeah. experience because I mean my the joke that I've always 
made to people when they've asked about like what was it like growing up in the country I've always been like well if we had have had a cinema closer we might have had less teenage pregnancy like (laughs) there just wasn't that much to do where we lived growing up if you weren't part of the footy club or the cricket club or played netball there wasn't that much activity wise to do there was nothing there was no cinema there was yeah, I was in like no the theatre club. I give props to our high school. They ran a lot of really good programs. I think socially we did really well to always do things to keep ourselves entertained. Yeah. We but had I can an see why people had sex. group of friends. Yeah, yeah. But our friends, we we were like, we had more important things to do. We were trying to change the world. We were having like deep fucking conversations. We were like, I think we were really good group of kids. I mean, don't get me wrong. And there was making out. Of course. There I was alcohol. Every single one of them. Some of them probably fingered me too, but none of them we ne- we didn't sleep together. The yeah. first group of friends that slept together slept together on schoolies from our group, I reckon. I also think as well, like we were super big fans of SingStar and that took up a lot of time at our parties. <laughs> so there was no time yep. to be like making whoopee because we sure were too did. busy like trying to get a perfect score in mm. SingStar. But when there's like <laughs> This is exaggerating, but when there's 10 boys at your school, like, if you sleep with one of them, then it's kind of a big deal. So, I would also say the point the number dynamics meant there was far more girls than there were guys. And so, it was very hard for the guys almost had too much attention. Like, oh, exactly. Because they were like, well, I can't sleep with you because then she'll get upset and she'll get upset. Yeah, yeah, but there was less pairing off. I don't. I know that there were definitely were couples and they yeah. were having sex a lot earlier, but not even a lot earlier, just a bit earlier. But we were all well into year twelve before anybody in our friendship circle. Uh, yeah, in our our like, think our schoolies group. I don't reckon. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm pretty confident. So okay, so my stats say that the earliest average worldwide is Iceland. And they tend to lose their virginity at 15.6 years old. But again, like, they're dark for so much yeah, of the like, year. What else do they have to keep themselves <laughs> entertained? Netflix, are you making sure that these Icelandic kids have really good internet connections? Because... But is Netflix... Netflix and chill. Maybe Netflix isn't the person you want to be getting involved. Dude, <laughs> I 100% attribute the fact that I don't have a more active sex life to the fact that there is just so much good TV to watch. <laughs> All right, what... If you had to pick a country to be the oldest average age for losing your virginity what would it be vatican city (laughs) (laughs) which is 95 no it's probably actually a bit younger with these pedophile priests but sorry sorry everybody that was a bit it's fine we're catholic we're allowed to make those jokes um it's malaysia with 23 and i would put my bottom dollar on that those 23 year olds are getting married (laughs) also i would i would highly suspect that in like um in particularly like very religious countries or Islamic countries in particular where the religion is tied to the politics of the country Mm -hmm. that sometimes the stats might be a little bit fudged. Of course. They might only be declaring that they're having sex once they're married, but there might be premarital relations that people aren't even comfortable in an anonymous survey to give those details. Mm. But, yeah, I think, like, we're pretty much on average. I lost my virginity on a golf course. (laughs) <laughs> in America to a boy that I very much was in love with. And it was beautiful. And I think it was the right time. I think I waited long enough. There was nothing bad about it. 
Like, I think I was mature enough to deal with the situation at hand. And it was, <laughs> yeah, it happened in the great outdoors, but he was very sweet to me and I always love him and I will never regret what we did. It was great. <laughs> I mean, that's a lovely story. I just think beds are purpose made for... Literally, I had had sex with several people before I had sex in bed. I'm a, I go camping and I like, I don't know, the second time I ever had sex was in a stairwell at a hotel <laughs> like but you're in a hotel there's so many beds available. oh my god okay so we were like there was like 17 of us sharing one bedroom with a double bed and him and i got like we got the walk-in cupboard was our bedroom but for some reason we were outside in the stairwell like having fun and one thing led to another and then we yeah so probably the third time i ever had sex with him was in the cupboard like <laughs> it was a wild ride i was a young little aussie lass doing camp america Living all my wildest dreams. And people were trusting you with their children. They I mean, were. just what is the yeah. world coming to? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, 100%, I'm a bed girl. Yeah, yeah, I would feel that. Okay. Um, sex on the first date. Do you do it? What do you think about it? I mean, define date. <laughs> well, date is literally the first time. Yeah, you... I think I, yes, I have. I'm not against it. I'm trying not to do it as much at the moment purely because I am seeing if it always like a social experiment myself. Does it build a better relationship with somebody if I... Mm. I tried that with Mr. Cool. Thank God I didn't sleep with him, but yeah. So statistically on average, 6% of people will fuck on the first date. I'm a fucking on the first date kind of person. When I went on the date with Mr. Chill, that was probably the first time in recent memory that I haven't slept with someone on the first date. Yeah, I I um probably yeah would say that I have mm. historically. I'm trying to like capture my my facts. Mm. But so, also yeah. I am not against like like I have been known to um be a fan of the one night stand so um having sex after meeting them, not necessarily planning to be on a date. Oh like, yeah, yeah I would I'll factor that into my thing too, yeah. Like, is that counted as a date if you meet mm. somebody at a bar and you take them home? Yeah, yeah, it's, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, for argument's sake, for statistical yeah. purposes. Mm. So, like, 36% of women would have sex on the second or third date, 28% on date four or five, 10%, sorry, 21% would wait up to 10 dates. Oh, God, and, who's waiting that long? And 9% of people are waiting for marriage, so... I can't imagine holding out for 10 dates. Because if I don't want to rip your clothes off after date one, there's probably not going to be a second date. Like, I want that spark. I want that. I want that spark. I am not against, at the moment, I'm a big fan of, like, holding off. Because I do think there is something, we live in a very, like, immediate gratification world. Mm -hmm. And I think delaying gratification isn't necessarily a bad thing. So not giving into those urges immediately and actually like giving yourself something to look forward to on a second or third date is good. I mean, sex only gets better after the second or third time. So but waiting, well, <laughs> yes, but I do think the first time improves if there has been that lead up and anticipation. Like yeah. sometimes the sexiest things about having sex are not the sex itself. It's that Very like, true. anticipation, that Very like the true. foreplay and yeah, which for um, me, like, that anticipation over dinner can be long enough. <laughs> Sometimes. Um, 
but the waiting until marriage, I'm just sorry. Try before you buy. Um, what if there's something wrong with their dick and you don't know? And you and I were both raised Catholic, so like it was an ex- expectation. Ex- yeah, something we were not necessarily. It was an expectation from the church for sure. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it was an expectation from like my family at all well we never talked about it yeah, so, no, we yeah. oh no um I you cool talk about mom. it with my mom because she's, she's a, cool she's a cool mom she's cool we talked about whether or not she had sex with my dad before they got married um i know for a fact that they did because she's a cool mom i reckon my mom did but i don't know couldn't confirm uh, i asked her one day but that then opened the floodgates and she has since asked me about how i lost my virginity so that was fun <laughs> My mum, as far as she's aware, I'm still a virgin. I'm sure she's probably figured it out, but we've never talked about it. Oh, my dad and I would never, but I'm sure he's figured it out. I think my dad's probably more aware that it's probably happened than my mum. My mum is very aware that it has happened. She has asked questions. Oh, God. Um, And we've had to talk about it, which is fun. But, um, yeah, try before you buy, I think, is quite important. Not because... It's all about sex, but sex is actually a really important part of a relationship. If you are planning on having a physical relationship with somebody, you need to make sure that you are compatible and that it's going to work. And, you know, not to kink shame, but if you're going to have kinks, that they're going to work with each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of the issues, there's a lot of talk about, you know, divorce rates and how they've risen and fallen over the years. They're falling at the moment. And they're falling at the moment. But I think that's because... There was a period of time where people were getting married to somebody they'd never slept with, that they'd never lived with before. They weren't trying before they bought. And, you know, there's that horrible saying of why, you know, no man will buy the cow if he's getting the milk for free. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. let's not think about it as like, I think a woman's virginity should not be considered, as Tony Abbott called it, a precious gift. And what is virginity? It's a concept. It doesn't exist. Virginity doesn't exist. Is virginity the first time a penis enters your vagina? Potentially, people think it is, but there's so many other things. Virginity, it's a construct and it doesn't exist. No more putting a... What was it? Don't put the pussy on a pedestal. Mm -hmm, Or mm -hmm. who who was the rapper recently who, like, talked about taking his daughter for virginity? T.I. rapper has an 18-year-old daughter... Since her 16th birthday, I think, he's been taking her to the gynecologist every year for the gynecologist to perform a virginity check on her. Um, and essentially that's checking if the hymen's broken. And Torn, just to be clear. Hymens well, don't break, they tear. Well, yes. Okay, so... And not everybody has a hymen. No, and not every hymen works in the same way. And as the gynecologist explained to T.I., it can break through riding a bike or horse riding or vigorous exercise. Oh, and his or, argument was or like masturbation or putting in a tampon. And he's like, "She don't ride no bike. She don't ride no horse." <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> this gynecologist is a hundred percent lying to him and telling him that there is an intact. Yeah, hymen. well, I mean, after that news story came out, I just heard a lot of feedback that gynecologists that get asked to perform this test, um, they're all lying. Because they don't want the consequences for if the girl. If there is a man in the room asking for that test to be done, that woman is in danger. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. is domestic violence and assault. Yeah. He yeah. has sanctioned somebody to commit an assault on his daughter and it's not okay. Yeah. I mean, she's since, thank fuck, she's seeing some likes. She's unfollowed her dad on Twitter. She has started liking tweets talking about how it is abusive, etc. So, you know, there's hope for her yet, but like... But also... Oof. 
while I'm saying, you know, virginity is not the be all and end all and it's not some special gift, that's not to say that sex isn't something that shouldn't be taken seriously and that you shouldn't, you know, I, I, I made the decision when I was ready to have sex. I make a decision every time I have sex. It's within my own autonomy. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I waited because I would have done it earlier had the opportunity arose. But like I said, it didn't, I wasn't going to have sex with my friends. Like, um, there wasn't really much more opportunity, but I'm so glad it happened when I did and when I was emotionally able to deal with it better than like, say 15 year old me would have been able to. Yeah. I mean, I was in my twenties when I had sex and I, it was with a boyfriend and it was almost like I needed to put that stamp on it and be like, Hey, can we call this something? And once he said that, yes, you know, I'm willing to consider you as somebody I'm seeing exclusively, it made me feel safe enough to do that. Mm -hmm. And that was, you know, just for me, a check that I needed. That doesn't mean that everybody needs to have that. And I haven't needed that since. I've definitely had sex since then with people I've not been in relationships with. But for me, it's really important that you know, you are having sex in a situation that you are comfortable, Mm. never feel pressured. And it wouldn't shock me if people are actually having sex a bit younger. Well, not necessarily younger, but I think that the sex they're having is different than the sex we started having. I think, like, porn and, like... Oh, absolutely. Fucking Insta models and all that, that... there's this pressure to have this real performative, like, incredible sex. I and, like, it's not happening. It I doesn't happen. I am so like glad that, like, oh, I think when we were in year 12, which would have been around, what, 2006, we had camera phones, but they were, like, those horrifically pixelated. Oh, so pixelated. Terrible cameras. Mm. Um, like, you know, my my first two, three years at uni, you still took, like, a Cybershot camera with you when you went out to a nightclub yeah, yeah. to take photos like you needed to have a bag big enough for your phone and your camera so we weren't really like sending yeah i started sending nudes much older i was much older and much smarter my face i would be very surprised if i have ever sent a nude with my face in it you either get the tits or the face you don't get them both in a combination (laughs) so i have some anonymity <laughs> if, if they ever were leaked, not that I'm like in public office or anything, but no, if they were ever leaked, like it's hard to identify that it's actually me. It's not like I have tats or piercings or anything super obvious on my body. They but just look like boobs. I do think back though to when we were teenagers and like we weren't having sex left, right and centre, but I still had... Like, those hormonal urges, I was still, oh, yeah. like, exploring my body myself. I was getting used to what I liked. You know, access to porn or the internet wasn't particularly great in the country areas with dialogue. It was getting better, but... Internet. But, like, you know, I was not, you know, unusual if I was home alone to be like, well, let's see what's happening on SBS, which is our... <laughs> yes. Um, it, for our international listeners, SBS is... Technically, the special broadcasting service. But there's often tits. It's nicknamed Sex Between Soccer because it's known for playing um, soccer or football matches. Euro- and European, and European art house movies, movies with tits. With a lot of, mm. of Well, tits. I mean, speaking of flicking on SBS and masturbating, um, statistics on masturbation for you, 14% of women say that they never masturbate. They are lying. Nobody... P- possibly... Like, they're not never. What if, yeah, maybe they did it once and then decided it wasn't for them, but they I, didn't look, pursue. I, if they've said that they've never done it ever at all, 
that's a lie. If they've given it a go and it's not for them, I've got to say it's not my favourite thing. Mm-hmm. There are times where, like, I give it a go, but I get so bored with it so quickly. Like, I, it, I if I'm not in the mood, I'm done. Like, Do you watch much porn? Do you know what porn you're I, into? Like, have you figured out what? I'm not a porn watcher. I've mm. never watched... I shouldn't say I've never watched porn. I have seen porn, not as... I've never sought it out. Um, mm-hmm. I lived on residence when I was at university and some of my male housemates had gone... Did they have, like, hard drives on their computer filled with porn? I remember that was how we first started watching I'm porn. sure that they did. I didn't really... I know, I know that that existed because we mm-hmm. have this, like, system for, like, file sharing for movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. And at some point, I'm sure that there was porn available, but I was more busy looking for, like, episodes of British, you know, panel TV shows like QI. Mm-hmm. But, um... No, the guys that I lived with, this is how, like, oh, it feels like so long ago, but it was only 2007. We, they had a, like, membership to our local DVD shop. Oh, my God. And they had they gone. hiring porn DVDs. Well, no, this is the thing. Okay. So they were obsessed with Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So there was this thing where, like, I was getting angry with them because I'm like, you are hiring Back to the Future once a week. Just, like, go and buy the DVD. What the hell are you doing? And, like, also, if you're hiring it every week, go and get, like, some variety. Like, watch something else as well. Mm-hmm. And so they came back one week and they had, like, five other DVDs. And they picked up one that I think they had thought when they got it would be, like, you know, an American Pie or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Road Trip sort of, like... Funny. Funny. Frat boy. Frat boy. Little bit sexy. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was called The Accidental Stripper. And they put it on and we were watching it and we were like, oh, no, this is just porn. Like, <laughs> what you guys have done is you've gone and bought a porn DVD or hired a... Not even bought. You've hired a porn DVD and who else is, like, hiring this porn DVD? <laughs> um, but our DVD player where we lived, you could, like, watch everything at, like, double speed, including the noise. <laughs> and so that rather than turn it off, they just put it on double speed. <laughs> So I have seen porn. It was yeah. that. And they also, another one that they knew was porn, which was something to do with, it was like a Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. Everybody was into that back in the day. Yeah. Um, well, but I know. don't, I, but I also have no desire. Like, I just, it's not mm. for me. I there don't. There are these, like, modern feminist answers to porn, like women-led porn and, like, women-directed porn and, like, actresses that get paid properly to be in porn and, I like I like know what I like and I seek that one thing out. Other porn, like I don't like traditional man like ramming his cock into some girl's asshole. Like that does nothing for me. But like the things that I like, I'll find that and it works for me and that's good. Um, But everyone has their own thing. Like I've got other friends and that they like that like really rough stuff and that is that will do it for them. But if I if I'm like thinking that maybe I'm a little bit horny, maybe I can masturbate. If I just, like, flick on a vid, couple of minutes, ready to go, and it's done. Like, you, you can explore. There's all kinds of this, like, I watched this weird as fuck thing, but it was actually it was so, I was like, this is cool. It was like an octopus. No, no. With all his tentacles, like, fucking this woman. It was great. <laughs> no, that's not really my jam, but, you know, there's, she's she's cowering and blocking her ears in disgust. Have but there's something there for every person. So, I don't know. If, if you're not into it, I get why you're not because the traditional porn industry is pretty uh, – it's far removed from what actual sex is like. But 
as time goes on, sex and porn is getting better and better at niche markets and marketing to women. So, look, hey. I appreciate, <laughs> A, that in general women are paid better than men in porn. Um, so it's a very feminist industry. I appreciate that it is now working to be more narrative-driven and to work towards the needs of women. What I am concerned about, and we go back to our last episode, which was about safety, mm-hmm. is that there are these niche areas of porn for guys with rape fantasies that there are evidential cases where we can prove that the guys who are consuming this are committing assaults. Well, would you believe that there is actually a high percentage of women that like watching rape porn? I... It's got to do with I'm not control. Okay. I can't watch it. It's too triggering for me, but... It's like that Fifty Shades of Grey thing. Like, yeah, you, you and I went and watched that in the cinema. <laughs> we were the only ones in the cinema, and I'm so glad that we were the only ones in the cinema. I think we both had, like, job interviews that day. It was oh, at a period something. of our lives. Yeah, we, we, that was a we weird were, time. <laughs> we were unemployed and living at our parents' houses in our 20s, and we're like... Let's go watch Let's, semi-porn at the an, cinema during the day. It's the middle of the day and I can't deal with my parents' judgment, so let's go home and see a movie. Mm. Um, and I mean, yeah, rape, I'm porn not okay is weird, with... but porn, it doesn't always correlate to that's the only way you can get off. Like, women are surprisingly really that's interested in that fine. genre. But what I worry about is who is consuming it. Because uh-huh. it's one thing for a woman who's in her 30s who has had life experience to be like, I know that I... This is a fantasy I'm, that I'm going to explore. Yeah, and I, I want to explore the idea of somebody dominating me. What I don't like is the idea that there's a 16-year-old guy who's watching this and being like, that's what sex is, and then his first sex interaction with a girl who is 15, 16 mm-hmm. is going to be rough, and she has also watched this yeah. porn, and she thinks... That's what sex is. Yeah. And I, mean, I have to just put up with it. I'm terrified for the future generations that are growing up with porn in their pockets on these smartphones because they're learning about sex in such a weird way. We, I think we were the last generation of people that got, like, the first time, not the first time you're seeing tits, but, like, you're not seeing this porn before you're getting to actually do the act. Like, we weren't exposed to it at that level before we were actually getting to do it. No, well, it was still, like, a bit naughty to see, um, you know, a catalogue that was selling bras. Mm, Because, like, like, in our parents' day, probably the first time you saw boobs was probably the first time you saw boobs. like Or a Playboy. Yeah. um, But kids these days are watching, like, violent, fucking terribly directed, like, weird porn. And they're going to go into these experiences, but it's up to the education system to keep up and to keep sex ed relevant and to have the awkward conversations and teach them that that's not real. It's just, you know, it can yeah. be fun, it can be enjoyable, it can be good to watch, it can help you whack off, but it's not real. And I think you also notice it as well. Well, I've noticed it with guys that I've been with, um, the guys who um, are super into porn can't understand why you don't, your body doesn't react to their body the way that a mm. porn star does. Have you noticed, I think... As porn trends evolve, guys' expectations evolve. So porn just used to be pretty, like, straighty 180, dude, penis, in a woman, done. Then oral sex really became a thing. So, like, guys started going down on girls more and, like, it became, like, a real thing. And then from girls getting oral, anal became a real thing. 
And fuck me if every single guy I sleep with doesn't at least try to put it in your asshole. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, I've been with guys who definitely tried for that. Yeah. But um, in terms of the oral thing, I would agree. I think there's a lot of guys who do, they go there, but they also seem to think that they're immediately good at, like... Oh, yeah, like, just like a few little flaps of the tongue and it's going to so work. so many guys have, like, bragged to me about how good they are at oral. And, like, I remember having one guy and I just spent so much time wishing it was over. At the time, I was getting ready to go away on a trip. I was mentally, like, writing my packing list that I still needed to pack before I left for this trip because it was so bad. Girl, you need so to be assertive bad. and you need to grab no, him by the hair and you need to art direct it, it that It wasn't going to get... He, there was no skill. like, And yeah. there was no time yeah. to train. Yeah. Was, and there was no love there. Like, I, I, this was just, never going to be more than the one night. And I was like, yeah. ah, just, you think you're doing well. I'm going to let you know. Mm. I also... I, I'm not a big fan of faking it, but I think porn has led a lot of guys to think that, like, they're oh, yeah. 100% If I'm having gonna, sex and, like, I'm... It's fine. I might not necessarily be coming, but I might have had a really nice time and I just want it to be over. I can get it to be over in five seconds by just making a few sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. And then, fuck, he comes and then it's over. And it's like... I remember I'm having this... wanting dis- to fake it, but, like, yeah, I've got all I needed from this. <laughs> I've had this discussion with guys before where they're just like... And they don't know. They have no idea. And they're like, oh, so you're, it was good? You're done? And I'm like, well, it was great but no I didn't and they're like oh well I'll try again I'm like no I'm done like like yeah. but you didn't and I need you to I was like no I'm I'm okay <laughs> and I won't so give up <laughs> and I wish I knew where this quote came from but it was it's one that I've like thrown back at guys a few times where I'm like it's like pizza like not you, you know fresh pizza is great it's amazing if you go to the best like pizza place in the world you're gonna have great pizza and it's gonna be amazing but also leftover pizza is still pizza. Like, if okay, you didn't make me come, but it was still, like, pretty good. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't – if it's not good and if it's hurting me, I will tell you. Yeah. But otherwise, assume that I'm fine. And if I want mm. more, I'll tell you that I want more. Well, I mean, there's 10 to 15% of women that cannot have an orgasm at all. And there's only 25% of women that can orgasm through vaginal sex. And 75% of women – can orgasm but they can't orgasm through penetrative sex alone so it needs a hand or a tongue or a toy or a something in the mix so like but i think a lot of these girls are not coming but i also think this is where like porn is and not just porn like freaking hollywood is selling a lie because you don't ever see a woman in a hollywood movie where there's a sex scene or you know very rarely in a porn for that matter who goes actually you need to do this. Like, it tends to yeah. be six pumps and they're done. Mm. Like. Yeah, again, with age comes experience and I'm way more assertive. If I can, like, guide you in where I need you to be, then I'm going to do it. And if you're not picking up on that sign, then I'll just. But also that, like, 11% of women come every time. So mm. that's a whole lot of so people. Lucky them. That aren't or coming. Or are they lying? And then 11% from? of people never so take that 20% of the population away. 80% of people are coming some of the time. Because, like, biologically speaking, there's no biological reason for women to orgasm. So it shouldn't be this 
expectation that it's going to happen. And I think porn has made people think it's going to happen all the time. But we we have the ability to orgasm because essentially guys and girls started as the same embryo and then it determines if you're going to become a boy or a girl. We can orgasm because we have a clit that was like a little dick. Um, but biologically, there's no need for us to orgasm. There's arguments that we orgasm and the clenching and the tightening of the vagina sucks the cum in so that then it goes into your you know well, cervix and then you're more likely to get pregnant and blah 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 like, but there, there isn't a biological need for it so psychological claims that it creates more of a closeness between partners and that yeah because you get the uh, endorphin yeah, and the oxytocin and the well-being yeah but girls get that from literally just like a boy looking them in the eye yeah, too. Yeah, so, I could get yeah. it from a cup. So like, yeah, there, there's so much like pressure and hype around it, but it's not going to happen on them because we don't have a need for it. Guys do. They have to blow their load so that they can get you pregnant. But you can literally not be participating in that at all and still get pregnant. So, you know. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, speaking of anal... <laughs> What percentage of women do you think have done it? I think whatever you say, it's going to be higher than I'm expecting. 36% of women admit to having had anal sex and 42% of men. I don't get that statistic. Does that mean that one chick is just having anal with a lot of guys? Is that what it means? That's confusing because there's more women than men in the world. But also... How many guys are claiming that they've done something they haven't? <laughs> That's also true. If a girl tells you a number, triple it. If a guy says a number, halve it, and you might be there. <laughs> Wasn't that a um, Anna Ferris movie? What's your number? Oh, that I was don't all know. about like how many hmm. guys you've had. Well, sex. speaking of numbers, what do you think the average number of sex partners for a woman? in 2008 was i reckon these numbers would be higher i reckon these numbers would be higher today but in 2008 but don't forget we've lived through the swing in 60s and you know people have had had sex so what do you reckon I mean, well what's the average age of the person answering the survey because i think that it was answer. between 25 and 60 so maybe like 20 the average number of sex partners that a woman in australia in 2008 had had was 11 okay and Men's was 24. But again. This is according to Jurex. So I don't know. (laughs) But I'm like, so there's a couple of chicks having sex with lots of guys. Like, I don't get why the disparity is there. But but potentially, potentially the answer to my question is that a quarter of men have paid for sex and only 1% of women have paid for sex. Yeah. So, have they had sex with? There's, there's one also, dedicated have sex they worker. A hundred people versus have they interviewed? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so uh, the woman's average being eleven. I mean, your girl here's I've surpassed. I've well surpassed that number. I couldn't tell you my actual number. I don't remember. I think I stopped counting. Probably about. 40 people but guys i've been single for a really long time yeah, like so. i wouldn't have i don't have a lot of sex but i you know i would say be 45 ish 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 who knows <laughs> the the pain for sex thing interests me because it's literally not something i would ever do i would be more likely to pay somebody to pretend to be a 
partner at a social event. Like an escort an rather escort than a sex rather worker. Than, and I would probably be like, we are not having sex. Um, <laughs> I thought, well, well if, I, you're, if you're happy for me to pay you to do that, maybe, maybe. But I guess my <laughs> thing has always been like, if I, if I really want to have sex, I could go out and get it. But I'm, for the most part, okay with not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but not against guys paying for sex as long as the women are treated well, they are safe, mm. um, safe sex is being practised. Yeah, so if we could fucking legalise sex work, not legalise, decriminalise sex work, it might help to make things a bit safe. But yeah, I've got no issue. A quarter of guys, I would easily know a quarter of my male friends that have paid for sex in some way or the other. It's the boys I, thing. Boys do that. Girls don't, we don't need to do that. But I cannot boys think of do any it. of my male friends. I definitely know I, the ones who have been to strippers, but I can't. I can tell you of one of our former teachers that had been to a sex worker. 100% I know who that was. She already told me the story. Um, and then... Too, yeah, I showed you the brothel. Every time we go get chippies from that McDonald's. <laughs> but also, guys, there's a McDonald's in Clifton Hill that is super cool art deco. Stunning McDonald's. building. And there's a brothel there. Yeah. Um. I... Yeah. I mean, I've got a very diverse friendship circle and so like some of my well, I don't know some of my older guy friends they have visited sex workers and it's usually like a boys trip so I don't know as long as the, just, as long as the woman's respected and she's safe and she's absolutely that's then fine. you know good on her for getting that bag but I'm just trying to compare it with like we had a not that it was a trip away but we had like a girls weekend outing last week oh uh, yeah Ooh, ooh. Um, you may hear the episode we recorded. Maybe. You may not. There was some, some recording uh, issues. Your girl got dragged, so maybe not. <laughs> we also, like, you know, we, we had times in the past where we've rented a hotel room for a special, like, night away to go to an event or whatever. At no point did I ever think to, like, tap you on the shoulder and be like, hey, let's, like, throw some cash at some boys in this situation and, like, make things a bit more interesting like no how does that come up how does that become a thing that like which guy is making the suggestion in on the boys trip hey <laughs> let's all go visit the, the prosies the single one maybe or the the one that's trapped in his relationship i don't know i yeah i don't know i know a lot of guys that have gone for a lot of different reasons i don't begrudge them but yeah like literally i am not I don't feel the need to go to a sex worker. Oh Maybe God. it'd be, I don't know. I'm, I'm super intrigued in the world of, like, sex workers, particularly, like, the high end. Oh, yeah. Um, if you've seen them, um, Billy Piper and Secret yes. Diary of a Cool okay. Girl. Fascinating. If you, there was a Melbourne show with Madeline West about oh, Melbourne brothels. Oh, uh, yeah. Satisfaction, it's called. Oh. It was really good. Interesting. Okay. Not to that where this is a weird segue, but if I was to sleep with a sex worker, I would be more likely to sleep with a female one than a male one. Oh, okay. So, LGBTQ population, what percentage of the population do you think identifies as LGBTQ? And again, this is a statistic from 2012. So, I think the world is changing. Caitlyn Jenner, she started a movement. There's a lot more gender acceptance and, you know, I think things are changing for the better, but... At the time of printing of this statistic, what do you think percentage Maybe of the like population? Twenty. 
No. So the statistic, as long as I've ever known it, has been 11% of the population. So basically, one in 10 of the population is going to be... Does that include, like, bi-curious people? Yes, bi. LGB for bisexual. So, yeah, I think over time that number's probably going to increase, and I reckon we'd be... I also think that that number is never going to be accurate while there is, like, an existence of internalised shame. Um, Because there are a lot of people who I think would identify as um, LGBTIQ+. plus. (laughs) <laughs> yes, we're um, trying our hardest to get your yeah. <laughs> your rainbow, acronym right. <laughs> who, who are rainbow, and it's important to get the acronym right, and that's why I pause because I'm trying to get it right. But um, those, I think that while there are, you know, forces, while there's the idea of conversion therapy, while there is religions that speak out against, um, you know, having any kind of relationships that aren't heterosexual, there will be people who repress how they really feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't necessarily think that those statistics will be accurate, but that's not to say that that's not the people who are openly mm-hmm. accepting who they are. Have you ever liaised with the same gender? I have kissed girls, but it was always more in like a... Not necessarily like a titillating to impress a guy. Oh, but I mean, there was a lot of that that happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I've kissed girls, but it was more, yeah, to impress guys or, you know, practice. Do you think you ever would or are you're, you're fairly, never, like... I've never felt that attraction. I'd like to think that I'm the kind of person that would be, I think the correct term is pansexual, is attracted to the personality, not to the mm-hmm, gender. Mm-hmm. But so far, <laughs> I've only been attracted to men in uh-huh. that way. That said, I can 100% appreciate that I'm quite attracted to guys who aren't necessarily the best or the best for me. So I'm not saying that I'm attracted to the best people or the guys are the best people. Mm -hmm. It's just that I seem to be attracted to the dick. Yeah, I mean, definitely my preference is I would be a cis woman, straight this straight woman. Yeah. Um, so but, boring. But I wife. have had dalliances with women. I've kissed... When I was, like, in my early 20s, I kissed a lot of women. Not not some for the titillating of men or whatever, but some just for my own curiosity. And I have slept with girls, so, like, I've... I don't know. How do girls have sex? Do they finger each other, rub their genitals together, go down on each other? I've done all of those things. And, okay. You know, um... It was it was good. I enjoyed the experience, but yeah, just my general day to day preference is for guys. But I wouldn't say that I would never do it again. Sometimes I think about doing it, and there's a guy that I sometimes talk to, and I said to him, if he can ever find the right girl, the unicorn, as they say, that I would be interested to having like a three way situation. But yeah, I don't know. Like, I, it's not. I don't think it's my place to be going to gay clubs and picking up girls just for me to like experiment and test the waters because my preference is definitely for men yeah so yeah but but i'm open to that preference chain like i don't i definitely believe that it's fluid and that it could change Mm -hmm. over time and And it does yeah yeah maybe there will be the right person out there for me and that person won't be (laughs) maybe i'm really into dudes at the moment because i'm like at that time of your life where the clock is ticking when earlier in my life i liaise more with girl maybe i'm gonna retire and fall in love with a girl and i would i wouldn't be opposed to the idea i wouldn't 
but I, yeah, I, it's not really. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I have dealt with the fact that my grandfather has been asking my um, other cousins why it is that I don't ever bring men home and is it because I'm a lesbian? And I've just had to explain that it, if even if I was a lesbian, it's not that. It's that I'm just really unlucky in love. <laughs> yeah, my parents have definitely questioned whether or not I'm gay. They've never said it to my face, but like... It's definitely been talked about, and I'm like, no, 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 no. no. I'm just hopeless at love in general, <laughs> not specific to what my sexual preferences are. Yes. Okay. Safe sex. I'm a hundred percent for it. So you're a hun- Do you practice it a hundred percent of the time? Yes. You do. Okay. So t- statistically, fifty-seven percent of women. Uh, on your team, they will always practice safe sex. Okay, what what are they defining as safe sex? Well, mm, it mentions condoms, but obviously we all know condoms aren't always 100% safe. So, But it doesn't really go into... My view is 100% of the time you need a barrier, unless you are trying to get pregnant, if you are having sex with somebody who is not your regular partner at least, or... Yeah, I, I'm just of the view, unless you are sure that both of you are STI-free, there should be a barrier method used, so a condom. Mm-hmm. Um, and a hormonal. And I my preference is to also use a hormonal, um, more for period control, but also it has the added bonus. Of yeah. So 32% would practice safe sex most of the time, and 7% would practice it never. Now, I don't really know where I fall into that, because I have regular sex with people but we're not the only people each other sleeping with but when I sleep with them it's I'm protected against pregnancy but you know that to me is not good enough (laughs) yeah so I do think about it so if you are not using a barrier method if you are not using protection against STIs Mm -hmm. how often are you getting an STI check um myself twice a year I would say it depends how many people I've had sex with and who they are but with my ex we sleep together occasionally he gets very regular checks he's super weird about it um and I would get checked if I slept with a new person that I hadn't slept with previously but if I'm sleeping with a random or a new person I've never slept with I will use barrier method but if it's somebody that I'm comfortable with and I am pretty across their history, um, and I trust them, then I don't use a barrier. <laughs> she, she's rolling her eyes and looking at me with shame. I just... I get that. I, I, I understand. I just don't see that it is worth the risk. And the reason that I say this is because I had a scare. I knew that I had done everything right. I just had symptoms that were weird. And I went to the doctor, and the doctor scared the shit out of me by telling me that they thought that I had... You know, contracted an STI. It turns out it was just a really bad UTI. <laughs> and they the, had a few of those. Those are not great either. Um, but I had to go to a particular clinic to get my testing done. This is while I lived in the UK. So it was in Soho, which is sort of the um, gay and lesbian Yeah, I was going to say the hip, heart. the hip hub. Oh, it, I mean, these days it is known as like the arts and theatre district. But, you know, historically it was the centre of HIV and AIDS. Okay. So everywhere in this building, which was a multi-level STI clinic, it's amazing that they had this as a free clinic on offer in the UK, but there were, everywhere that I looked was information about 
HIV and AIDS. There was this lovely older gentleman who, you know, turns out he had AIDS. He was the like little tea trolley man coming around mm. and offering everybody cups and t- of tea and consoling people because it actually we are we are making great leaps forward. It's, you know, they it's actually really... for the first time in human history have quote unquote cured AIDS. Somebody that had um, readings in their blood have now been tested without any because of the medication they're taking. That's not an excuse to be reckless. And Absolutely that, and that's, not. That's what I'm saying. However. It's not the death sentence it used to be. <laughs> no. But it creates so many issues. Yeah, but like, I mean, HIV and AIDS might not be the death sentence, but like we're getting super chlamydia bugs that are like resistant yeah. to our antibiotics. We, we are a generation that's like bringing back syphilis, that's bringing back gonorrhea. It mm-hmm. I mean, we've pretty much wiped out crabs since people stopped having pubic hair, but like <laughs> we get you get rid of crabs and you've fucking got super gonorrhea. Like, no, thank but you. But crabs were never, like, that was a bit itchy. That's. That wasn't going to create, you know... Infertility. Syphilis <laughs> creates infertility and insanity. It actually will, like, kill your brain. And koalas have it. That's weird. They have chlamydia and it's a different strain um. and it's... Yeah. <laughs> Anywho. Anyway, yes. I am pro keeping checks and, you know... I am too. I am it's too. Not on, I it's just not guessed, on. yeah. Um, uh when if there's any doubt about what these people are up to which i mean sometimes there is a bit of doubt because we aren't exclusive so yeah okay my other thing would be as a, better. <laughs> as a blood donor like you have to fill out a form and i recently had to fill out the form for like donating blood and it asks you questions about like who you've been sleeping with it does where it they've doesn't been. it doesn't um it doesn't ask you about that like there are questions on there but I answer that questionnaire honestly because I would never want to give my blood to but somebody. But regardless of whether you've had safe sex, there are people you could have had sex with that will just immediately disqualify you from being able to give blood. And I just... and they haven't because I've checked. I've been like, this person's questionable. They're like, no, 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 he's fine. So Well, it depends. But all <laughs> I'm saying is like, it, it can have impacts on your life. So. Oh, no, I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm not uneducated this it's just me being fucking ignorant and like preferring sex without condoms because there's not that awkward waiting and you don't have to have them and it it can feel nicer but that's not an excuse but i would never do that with a random person or a first-time person this is with people that i've known for a long time and i do have that trust with so (laughs) okay so (laughs) oral sex Mm -hmm. do you like it um Look, there's some people who are good at it, but there's a lot of guys out there who think that they're good at it and are not. Mm-hmm. And even worse, there are guys who are like, oh my God, it's my favorite thing. So I could you... go all night long and then three minutes in, they're like, okay, I'm done. I'm like, well, I'm not. So, so 10% of women don't like getting it at all, which I don't think that's you. 44% of people like it most of the time. Most of the time. 35% of women consider it necessary for foreplay, so it's, like, pretty much non-negotiable for them, which I reckon that's probably the camp I fall in. And then 10% of women consider that oral sex is better than sex. Doesn't surprise me. I'm surprised that number's not higher. Yeah. I Like, as we said, that there's only, like, 10% of women that can come every time through vaginal penetration. So, to me, oral sex seems like a more guaranteed way to an orgasm. I knew a girl um, who I've lost touch with now, but she 
was very anti-oral sex. And I remember being like, oh, just like, even if it's not, even if Is not... that because she feels dirty and fishy and hairy? Well, that was her thing. She's like... <laughs> Insecure. Her thing was if she hadn't had a shower beforehand, she was really worried about like... I mean, I want to have showered on the day, but like... No, she was like immediately beforehand and she's like, what if there's like some toilet paper stuck there that I've missed or, you know... He's not going to care. Yeah. I was just like, oh. Men, just, men of In the animals. moment, I don't think about it, but... I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, so most women like it. 35% of people really like it. So, you know, what about giving blowjobs to guys? You know what? This is where it's a double standard that's not okay, but I really fucking hate doing it. I, yeah. It's called a job for a reason. So 30% of women like giving them. Who are these women? Um, 46% of women like it because the men like it. So I reckon that's probably where I fall. Like, I'll do it. I won't do it if I'm not getting anything in return, but I'll do it and I can enjoy the results I can bring. I've had bad experiences. Not, not bad experiences. I should clarify that. But I've had, like, <laughs> awkward experiences where, like, I've done it and I've thought, like, yes, yay me, I've given you a treat. And then the guy who I was had dated for quite a while, he just, I think he'd eaten something bad earlier in the day. He got really sick that night. Like, oh my God. was physically unwell and vomited. Out of his butthole. No, 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 oh, just okay. vomiting. <laughs> but, like, he was, like, so unwell and he's like, I think I'm just going to go home because I'm feeling sick and I just don't want to be sick here with you oh. and, like, have you have to look after me. But I was just like, well, I'm never doing that again. Like, <laughs> it ended badly. I, mm. ma- I made you ill with my... Well, 19% of women don't like doing it at all. I don't like doing it. Yeah. But I, I, do, I do it out of a duty. It's called a job for a reason. Yeah, but, like, so is probably going down on me sometimes. So you I know, understand that. I totally we, understand b- that. And then 5% of women won't do it at all. So I'm not that I won't. I just will and I won't enjoy yeah. it. I mean, sometimes I'll enjoy it. If you touch the back of my head while I'm doing it, I will gag reflex vomit on your penis. I have a really strong gag reflex. So in terms of being a double standard, though, the one thing I would say is that it's much more aggressive for a woman. Like we can choke. There is a gag reflex. The position sometimes of, that's part of the fun, but, but the position of power <laughs> I think sits with the man Absolutely. in both scenarios. Mm-hmm. So while I can you know, agree that, yeah, okay, it's a bit of a double standard for me to be like, I don't want to do this, but I like it if you do it. Mm-hmm. I also am just of the view that, like, it's a lot of... They have an easier task, in my view. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's nothing fucking ramming down the back of your throat. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I have gone down on girls. It and it's also... It can a- be a lot more pleasurable because, yeah, there isn't that fucking... Thing that's trying and to take I just away think the positioning-wise, it can be a bit easier. And yeah, I yeah. mean, there's arts to both of it. But anyway, um, we're we're getting close to the end. Have you ever had sex with somebody and not known their name? No. I've had sex with people that I can't remember their name. Yes, I'm sure I could. Re- <laughs> I sure knew it at the time. I knew it at the time. So we would be among thirty-one percent of the population. Thirty-one percent of women have had sex with a person. And don't know their name. So that makes me feel less whorish. No, well, I don't remember. Because <laughs> like I was saying, like, I couldn't tell you my number and I couldn't tell you everyone I've had sex with. But at the time I knew. I knew at the time. <laughs> that counts. 
Hmm. But also, I'm just getting old and I forget things. Okay, one final statistic. Have you ever cheated on a partner? No. Never? Okay. Never. I have. Almost 100% of the time. So, 20... What? (laughs) I would fall into the 24% of women who have had affairs. 76% of women claim they haven't had affairs. Um... Would you cheat if you could be guaranteed to get away with it? No. That said, though, I've been the other woman. So I haven't cheated on anybody, but I have been the person that has been used for mm. the cheating. I mean, I think that's a, it's a different, different scenario. Like, that, that's the moral, like, do you as the other woman have an obligation to the woman? I don't think you do. I think the person with the obligation is the person in the relationship. I agree. You know, so that would be an interesting topic for another day because that's too much to go into. But yeah, um, so I am just like shocked six, by this 100% <laughs> of the time. Probably, yeah. Yep. I worked somewhere and I was dating a guy that I worked with. And then I started dating another guy that also worked there. Neither of them knew. Um, I'd be cheated on though in a lot of those relationships too. But, you know, whatever. For me, it's not. A huge deal. I can understand why it happens and how it happens. And if I'm cheating, it's because I'm not like super happy or super invested in the relationship. So I just, I'm of the opinion that if you're going to cheat, just break up. Yeah, which is probably that was all the times that's happened. If you're using cheating as an excuse to break up, then just break up. And I, what I don't like is when people, what I can't understand, I should say is people who cheat and then remain in the relationship because I just don't think... If you're in a committed relationship, you don't get to have holidays where you just break away for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're, in, you can. Like a, <laughs> unless you're into, like, a polyamorous relationship mm. and that's an agreed part of your relationship, if the other person thinks that you are 100% devoted... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, don't think understand. anyone thought there was any, like, serious devotion slash long-term relationship. Like, there wasn't... None of that. Yeah. It was all fairly... Anyway, you did well. You got through it. I did. <laughs> she only had to scull two glasses of wine during the recording. <laughs> it was a tough one, and I'm still the one editing and putting this to air, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, I hope that, you know, it was a little bit interesting. There's that. And like I said, I reckon people are probably having more sex. They're probably having weirder sex. They're probably having rougher sex than these stats in 2012. But I also think regardless of, like, what stats you cover, people are going to lie. <laughs> yep. Like I said, if it's a woman, triple it. If it's a man, half it. And you're about right. Anyway, well done, S. Um, I found out some juicy goss about you, but not, not too juicy. <laughs> Us big old lady virgins over here. <laughs> Anyone, so old. Yeah. Well, anywho, um, <clears throat> follow us on Instagram, The Single Girl's Guide to the Galaxy. Slide into my DMs. Um, send us an email. The single girl's guide at gmail.com. I don't know because that's what you meant. Yeah, if it's wrong, I'll put it in the show notes. And you can send us a voice message. Yes, in the show notes, there's a link if you want to drunk dial us and tell us about your first time or your most recent time or any time after one of your times. Yes. Or call us because you're not getting any at all and you just want to vent. We'll happily hear it and exactly. share it with our audience. All right, guys. Um, yeah, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Rate and review. Rate and review. Leave a review. <laughs> I want to read some reviews. 
A lot of you are rating, none of you are reviewing. Okay, guys. Love you. Speak to you next time. Bye. Bye. Ha, ha, ha.